Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast video edition where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for watching today and listening later at pathtozion.com. I failed to mention at the last part, if you're interested at all in sending us any kind of correspondence, you can do so at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And uh, if you've got any other questions, concerns, challenges, that's the place to do it. And of course, we're on Facebook as well. And uh, you can subscribe on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Pandora, everywhere you can find podcasts and music, you can find this podcast as well, should you want to follow us for some crazy reason. Um, Today we are rediscovering the ancient way how. We're talking about how we are inhabitants who are meant to sojourn. A lot of us at some point in our life have, have really wrestled with finding our identity. Who are we? Um, Every person, every human being that's ever been on the earth has had to ask that question. And the only reason that everyone has to ask that question is because that's how we find an answer. We get an answer from the the creator of that humanity by saying we we were created to glorify him. We were created to know him. We were created to say on earth as it is in heaven and to establish an unshakable kingdom and to, in our case, in the here and now, to anticipate a kingdom that is yet before us. And we're not holding out for heavenly pipe dreams where we float around in 50 degree weather in bright light and wait for millennia to pass. We are waiting for a new Jerusalem reality. The path to Zion is that is just that. We're rediscovering now an ancient way that's been forgotten, that's not been taught to us. It's not been taught in the most part to American Christianity for sure over the last 225 years. And we're just ignorant. We're, we're ignorant in the true dictionary sense and understanding where we have not been taught that we are not to set up a kingdom here. We have the, the kingdoms of men mindset, the nationalism mindset has been ingrained into us since birth. If you are a child of the 50s, you knew moral America where you greased your hair and put your hair in bows and wore button-up shirts and went to school with a little book bag and you said the Pledge of Allegiance and you knew the presidents by name and you were good moral Christian Americans. And, you know, we could go back generation, generation, generation who has inherited a national identity that has really, in all, I mean, this is a big word now, but it's almost aborted. It's almost aborted the kingdom identity because we have been so ingrained to be good Christian, moral, patriotic people. Just pick a side until recently, man, there, there, you can't be a Christian Democrat. I mean, everybody makes that clear. Well, they they support abortion. Well, what about the 457 other issues on the table? I mean, there's there's not just one, but there's certain hoops you jump through, things you do, boxes you check to be a good, moral, upstanding, real Christian in 2020. It's ever-changing. Why? Because it's a kingdom of men's principle. We talked about in part two Morality always changes. Morality is on the decline and will continue to do so because the source of this nation is pagan. We are going to get to that, and I need to talk about this for just a minute. 
because it's very important that you're kind of mentally preparing yourself for this. And I mean that in, in, I mean that (laughs) in, in part of my days off between part two and part three, I spent hours researching a certain thing that I looked into many years ago that I, I had a bunch of questions. I've already, I've already referenced how 12, 13 years ago, I spent a couple years, my wife and I, looking at the founding of this nation from a not-so-favorable light. We, we decided when we, when we undid our minds from, from church and from religion and from all the stuff that has just been fed to us since birth, this is true, this is true, this is true, this is true. Instead of just being a, a grown man, eating on the same things I was told in school and in church as a child, I decided, you know what? I'm cleaning the slate. We're going to wipe all this off and we're starting over. <laughs> and when I did that, one of the things I did as I examined the church and, and what the Bible said the people of God were to be that continues to be expanded in my understanding today because I don't know, it's not that I don't know at all, I don't know hardly anything, but by comparison, the Father's taught me greatly in the last 15 years about what is and what is just a fable that I've inherited. And so, you know, many of the things we've been told in this nation are lies. It's not like lies just showed up on the scene in the 2020 election and all of a sudden there's liars in the government but only, only this part of the government. I mean, it's just so foolish. I've said a million times over, all these people who hate one another um, on the 6 o'clock news go out and have breakfast in the morning together and laugh. I'm, I'm fully convinced they're all in on the same thing. Most people don't want to buy that. There's good, bad. There's good dog, bad dog, and they're all duking it out. It makes everybody all, all excited, and it, it accomplishes its purposes. Men are swayable. They're, they're, they're naive. Myself, I'm sure too, in many ways. I just don't know yet. Isn't that naivety? Isn't that what being deceived really is? You don't know it, right? So this we're trying to dispel some, some inherited fables. And what I'm getting at, and then we'll get back to the text where we are today. But I do want to preface and kind of set the table of what's to come. And I do mean this now. I'm going to do an episode that's probably going to, it's going to be within this series, but it's going to, it's going to be a standalone um, episode where I will take at least one hour, at least one hour to go through some things about the founding of this nation that if you don't know, will probably make you fall out of your chair. And if you know, you've done one of two things with it. You've literally unplugged your identity from this from this nation and you're free or you turn a blind eye and say, doesn't matter. Christian America doesn't matter. You're going to fall into one of those two camps. If you watch this video, that's going to be upcoming. It may be after this series. We'll see where we get to today, but I will tell you there are many pages that will take me over an hour. I'm going to try to keep it to a single episode because again, it's going to be kind of a standalone type type history lesson on the less favorable view of the founding of this nation that many Christians, man, do not want to talk about. They don't want to know. They literally don't want to know. And it's ironic. We'll talk about that later in this episode too. But just, I'm serious now. Prayerfully prepare your heart for what I'm going to present. And just, you're just, you're going to have to look into it yourself and you're going to have to pray. And you're going to have to ask your Father in heaven and say, Yahweh, is this true? 
is this true? No. You're going to have to put that part aside, this. No. Surely not. You're going to have to put that aside. You're going to, And that's why I'm saying that. You're going to have to willingly decide now, before you watch that, to say, okay, I'm going to give this crazy man an hour of my life and see if it's true. What harm is there in that, man? The church is so afraid of learning new things and having their doctrine assaulted or their their identity shaken. They have got to be shaken in this hour. Church of 2020 going into 21, your identity has got to be shaken. We've got to be shaken. We've got to be stirred from our slumber. I'm not going to go back and talk about everything we've already rehashed. If you you've got to surely you don't pop in right here. Don't do that. If you haven't watched the previous parts, introduction, one, two, three, you've got to go back and watch those. Not so that I have more hits on my site, but so that you know what we're talking about. But we talked about identity a lot at the end of part three and the relevant movement and how we're all trying to find our place. We don't want to, in most cases, we don't want to ruffle feathers too much. And if we do want to ruffle feathers, if we're not careful... We want to ruffle feathers for the sake of ruffling feathers instead of for a true cause and purpose of Yahweh's purposes. We want to take on his you know, rally cry and, and it becomes our identity if we're not careful. We can just get off kilter, any one of us. I, I myself here, and I don't have time to explain that conviction as well in the, in to this morning. Am, am, am I right in this? Is my heart right? Is my whole purpose for doing this series to, to, to present anything to the Christian America church, American church to consider for her good, not just to correct her or chastise her or show her she's wrong. If that's my heart motivation, I'm just like the church that I'm always critiquing. So my heart, I'm trying to just posture my heart correctly and say, Father, I want to be your mouthpiece. I want to be your spokesperson, even if it labels me rebellious and angry and, you know, disgruntled and misguided and all these things. God, I don't care about all that. It's fine. It's worthwhile if I can be a man who presents your prophetic word through your scriptures according to principles within your word, the best I know how, responding to when you wake me up at 3.30 in the morning and tell me Bible verses. God, I'm going to try my best to present a message and hopefully plead with your church to say, please come out from among them. Please consider, are you inhabiting a land you're supposed to sojourn through? Why can't we ask these questions? Well, we can't. And that's what we're doing. Um, all right, so let's look at a couple things here. Christian evangelicals have led the way in prosperity, influence, and success in America. I believe that that is about to change. I believe that's about to change. Just like Isaac's ways that we keep just rehashing over and over again because it's part of the primary function and purpose within the text we're told in, in, in Genesis chapter 26. Because Isaac didn't fight in battle and rage against the inhabitants of the land that were running him off, I think it shows us a pattern that would be good for us. To respond rightly to what comes to frustrate our ways here in a national sense and believe that maybe, maybe, these are only coming because we are disobedient. Isaac does not blame the inhabitants of the land. He doesn't blame Abimelech. He doesn't blame 
the herdsman of Gerar. He doesn't say, you move on, you don't have the right. He, I believe, if we read into the text properly, I don't think this is addition at all. I think he understood, man, I'm supposed to move. I'm supposed to move because when he does, the contention, the strife, the hatred, the fighting, the quarreling ends. His land's expanded. So I think the American church's ways are being and are in greater measure coming to be frustrated. Greatly frustrated. Even in our blessing, in our favor, just like Isaac early on in chapter 26 of Genesis. Blessed, favor, he dwelled there a long time after he was told not to. But he was still favored and blessed by Yahweh because Yahweh's awesome. <laughs> but again, it's not a signifier of obedience as we talked about in part three. The locals have had enough of patriotic evangelical Christian America flaunting God's favor. I'm going to keep moving. Because I talk about that. Whenever we talk cultural, national, identity issues here on the program, I talk about that. So you've heard it before. It's the kindness of the Father that will not allow us to be inhabitants here. It's His goodness to use others to run us out. Say, get out of here. <laughs> this is our land. And if we continue to say, no, it's not, it's mine. It's our land. <laughs> this is my house, my city, my territory. I dwell here. I inhabit here. We will forever, Christian American church, you will have contention. You will have strife. You will have quarreling and fighting. Why? Because you're not meant to battle for this land. You are not meant to. Oh man, is that going to fly in the face of a million people right now? You're not meant to fight and battle to the death over America. We're going to get to that. Oh man. As if we haven't already. We are to look forward to a kingdom that's yet before us. Now here's a warning that I feel is very clear from the Father. Again, I, this is not, you know, the Pat to Zion prophetic channel. Thank you for tuning in for today's prophecy. After I drank two jars of Benadryl last night, I had this vision. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're reading the scripture. We're saying, God, take us in. Immerse us into your patterns and principles in your word. Through people who have gone before us, we want to be like your people. We want to learn. We want to grow. We want to change. We don't want to be a stubborn, obstinate people who kick against what you're doing and blame everybody else for something you're bringing to us for our good. But this is a clear warning. I'm probably going to read it twice. Continue to dwell here in the days ahead of you, patriotic Christian America. You will be miserable, frustrated, full of contention and quarreling as you fight for your rights in a land that you were not meant to inhabit. What's awesome is I feel like we've already said that, but now I'm reading it. Patriotic, evangelical, Christian Americans. If you continue to dwell here, if you continue to fight for your constitutional American rights because there's no way anybody's taken that from us. And all these prophetic words, leader, 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 pastor, 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 the list is a wide way now, which should concern us from the very beginning. It's a wide, 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 huge way. Vast Christian majority, crossing every single denomination, movement, and type and brand of Christianity that is out there, is saying the same thing. 
And so I'm saying this to all of y'all, all of y'all. It's a warning. You, if you continue to fight in war and warrior, I'm going to be a warrior for my founding fathers. You will have contention and quarreling, miserable, frustrated lives because you're in a land that you were meant to leave and travel through, not inhabit. And again, I understand dominion. I understand biblical authority. I do. I'm not negating that. If you've listened to all these episodes, you know I'm making that very clear every time on purpose. So we're going to start to move into something that's a little more touchy. We're going to we're going to barely start moving into addressing the founding of this nation. And again, all of this has to be filtered through the Genesis 26 account of Isaac. And his tiny little snippet now this is a tiny there are other there are other countless verses and examples and biblical pictures of the call to sojourn here and to await our 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 promised home that cannot be here in its fullness it cannot so what's wrong with america let's take a drink on that one What's wrong with her? What's wrong with Christian patriotic America? The founding fathers were Christians, right? It's what I've heard my whole life. It's what I read in books. It's what the sermons on 4th of July tell me. We all have these images. We could pause right now and I could just say, take the next 10 minutes to think about all of the history of this nation that you've been told solidifies a Christian mindset that this is God's nation. For for some of us, it would take days to go through all of those thoughts towards that. I thought the wholesome fables of meals and goodness and, and all the thanksgiving of the origins of this nation and innocence, I thought all those things were our foundation. God's law, God's principles. Well, we're about, to, we're about to dive into another vantage point of this nation's heritage and origin. Only a few of you will, will believe this is true. Most don't want to talk about it. Like literally, intolerant. No, mm-mm, impossible. I know X, I know X, I know X, I know X. And like, it is a wall that comes up. You can't even... You can't even knock on that door. No. Impossible. I know this. It's impossible. (sighs) Nearly everyone on some level has bought into the deception that something, something, anything now, anything, is simply what you make of it. We've all heard that. We've all done it ourselves. Let's be honest and hard on ourselves. We justify anything. Well, that's not really that bad because to me, it means this. Christmas, Easter, Halloween, organized church, religion in general. We're literally fulfilling scripture by doing what is right in our own eyes, calling evil good and good evil. And millions are doing it right now with America. Prophets, pastors, pastors, 
teachers, leaders stand up in front of thousands of people in their congregations and they say, don't take it. We have to take a stand. I saw it all day today on Facebook. Whenever I would check anything, we got a bunch of snow last night, so we posted some pictures. So I was on Facebook today. I updated that I was going to record some episodes today. 9.9 out of 10 posts about anything in this vein about this nation is don't stand for that. Don't tolerate it. Stand up. Fight. Warrior, warrior, warrior. Fight, fight, fight. Be God's army. (laughs) Expose the lies. The theme is such a broad, broad, wide, wide, wide way that, again, is, is, is encompassing all of the church right now in this nation. For the most part, there are some exceptions, man. I had conversations with a couple brothers that I'm just getting to know, and one of them said, man, I've been listening to your series, and you're not alone. I said, no, you're kidding, right? <laughs> Literally, I'm, seriously? That's possible because I've just, I've decided like this is, this is the narrow of the narrow. This is the, this is the constriction of walking as an alien, a stranger, a sojourner in this land. Hundreds of people aren't coming to my house tonight to hear this. But we want to rationalize everything. We justify anything. It's just what I make of it. Halloween, man. Oh, I know it's the devils. I know. But look, man, we're doing it at the church parking lot. We're giving out Bibles. You can only dress up like a, you know how it goes. Justification. And a lot of people I know would be all over that. Pagan. 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 Idolatry. But you start questioning America and why we do what we do. Oh, no, 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 no. Breaks. Not going there. Different, right? Different. Why? Same same reason. We're going to get to that. And, I, and, and in that vein, I want to talk about you if you consider yourself. I don't like categorizing things, but sometimes you have to in order to explain who you're talking to. I, I don't believe in like movements and, and sects of people within the church and all that, but I'm saying this for the sake of understanding and bringing you into what I'm meaning when I say this. But like the Hebrew roots movement, going back to Torah, feasts, Sabbath. That's the journey that the Father's got us on presently, and we've been on only for a year now, just over a year. Now, I thought, I assumed that when we came into this group of people, it's not a movement, but into this this form of a gathering, I was certain, I was stoked on the inside, in my head, ignorant. But I thought, man, ignorant. <laughs> Let's go back to that. These people are going to get the called out reality. These people are going to get being in and not of and not being sucked into patriotism and nationalism and the limited governments of men. Man, in my head now, in my head for no good reason, other than just in my head, <laughs> in ignorance, I thought, these people are going to get it because they understand God's law. They understand idolatry. They understand the mixing. They understand his feast days. They understand New Jerusalem. They understand Zion. Sure thing, hands down, done deal. 
And I'm just being completely honest now because that's what we do on this program. I couldn't have been more wrong. I was very disappointed. Just me. I was disappointed. Doesn't mean they're disappointing people. I was disappointed because in my mind, as I already said, in ignorance, I thought, these people, they're going to understand. This is just a puny little temporary nation of men. They're going to be a called out, (laughs) chosen royal priesthood. I was sure that they would get the set-apart people reality when aligned with this nation and loving it so much. I could not have been wrong. I could not have been more wrong than I was. More patriotic. Cling more to the Constitution. More deeply steeped in the nationalism mindset than anybody else I had ever met previous in any denomination, which were many, throughout the course of my 47 years of life in the church concerns me. I don't get that. I, I, I'm, I'm offering this out to anyone who fits that criteria to explain that to me. I've had some try to, attempt to, in patience, and just as grown adults have exchanges that were very good and beneficial to talk about that. The sharpening iron reality was awesome. But they would say, these. we would have these dialogues and conversations and measure in my, my vantage point, my side, my the way I view things as a sojourner would go deeper. Well, read this text. I'd go deeper. Read, read this article. I'd go deeper. Watch this video. This guy explains how, biblically speaking, from understanding how you are within the people of God, how America is almost synonymous and the Constitution is very integrated with Torah. You'll see that when you listen to this. I'd watch it. No. I see more disconnected, move me further and further out every single time. I tried to disprove the in but not of of America. I tried to like think that I maybe I am supposed to be um what's the word? I'm supposed to be devoted to this nation. I'm supposed to have a heart of allegiance for her. I'm supposed to I could never do it. I could never do it. Everything I would give myself to, trying to be fair and desiring truth the way I do, everything I would look to to try to change my vantage point and my view to to expose error in my understanding, primarily because of the Bible, would drive home my point that I had already previously landed on years and years and years ago. And so I was really surprised. I still don't understand that. And, and the reason I brought that up is because many, many of the people within the Hebrew Roots movement that I know personally or that I just see because a lot of things I read, articles I read, uh, videos I watch, are peppered with this nationalism thinking about kingdoms of men. It's very strange to me. And, and even today, today, well, let's, let's say this. Because this is, and I'm posing this as a question, literally. And this is why I'm always saying our email address. I want, I want people to communicate. I want to open a door of dialogue that people just don't have because all people want to do is fight and bicker and argue and huff and puff online because that's not even really communicating. It's just fake. It's, it's just, you can say whatever you want because it's not real life. You say things on there that you would never say to the face of another human being, especially someone else in the church, but we just spout all this 
emotion-filled jargon because it's not real life. I desire real life engaging with human beings over these things for us to dialogue and to sharpen one another, just to be clear. But many people that I know personally, that I've come to know from a distance within the Hebrew Roots movement would quickly criticize... Uh Uh-oh, that's not good. They would quickly criticize people's motivation for doing holidays like Christmas. i got to turn this back on. It's a really bad time to be distracted. We, we, we would not argue this point, right? Everybody has probably experienced this. People, like, we, we left behind Christmas before we got into anything of being the, the understanding of the Hebrew understanding. We, we did that before all that. We're kind of weird the way we came in. We, we felt convicted to leave Christmas, what did we decide, six, seven years ago after we had our son. And so I understand that. But it's kind of old news. We've moved past that. But even today, okay, like let's get real specific. Today when I'm recording this, it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day right now. <laughs> well, what are y'all doing? Well, we, we took care of our farm. We fed our animals. We, you know, we've played games. I, I've I studied. I've written. I'm doing this. What did you do? I hate to say it, but it's just another day that Yahweh made. <laughs> It's an awesome day, but there's nothing on his calendar. Tomorrow's Shabbat. We'll do that. <laughs> but to Hebrew roots, to my friends, man, if you're, if you're someone I know personally, I'm asking this question because this concerns me. And anyone else who might feel categorically you fall into this. The, the, the Hebrew roots people would quickly criticize people's motivation for doing holidays like Christmas saying they're just blatantly ignoring pagan traditions in order to enjoy temporal traditions, right? Man, you hear it all day long, all over Facebook today. Hebrew roots people condemning Christmas, idolatry, paganism. I don't, di- I don't disagree. I do agree. I'm not doing that today because it's, there's no point in doing that today. I've done that before. There's no point in doing that today. It's, 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 it's very immature. It's insensitive. Of course it's true. I don't have trouble. Do you watch this program? Do you listen to me? I have no problem with offending people. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I can do that in my sleep, but I still want to respect people and just like, we'll point out truth. Yes, but I'm not here to just jab them and like expose their pagan idolatrous ways for the sake of making sure that they don't enjoy today because it's, its origins are pagan. I don't know. I don't enjoy that. I used to. I did used to. But anyway, my whole point is, to me, it's the same mindset over American traditions. Many people that I, that I know personally love American traditions. They love American heritage. They love the Constitution. They love the right that they can have 5,000 guns and 10,000 rounds of, rounds of ammo for each one of them. You have that freedom. You have that right. Yes. Right now, I can get in a car and I can drive to California. I can, you know what I'm saying? Yes, freedoms, liberties, all these things. We've talked about that in past series on July 4th, two years ago, the Freedom and Liberty series. I talk about that all the time. We've been set free. Nah, we abuse freedom. We don't even understand liberty. 
And so anyway, the, there, there's many people within the Hebrew Roots movement, <clears throat> people very similar to me in, in many, many, many ways of what the Father's bringing me into. People that have gone before me and know more than, I'll may, than I may ever know. Admittedly, I've got no problem saying that. But they seemingly see no correlation whatsoever, even though the exact same desire to maintain American feel-good traditions that are temporal fuel all these things. We love fantasy stories about America. George Washington. Native American Sukkot lunches. I mean, all these things that like nobody can really show me are, are true. Or And here's the thing always, because what I'm going to present, you say, well, how do you prove that that's true, Joel? Well, one of, one of them is it's, it's historically written all over books and, of course, now the Internet. Open, open public. Open to see. And, again, as I'm always saying, the fruit on the tree defines the seed. The fruit on the tree defines the seed. The fruit on the tree of American patriotic Christian America is not a righteous, holy, consecrated people. It is not. It is not. We have got to examine some fruit. We've got to do some fruit picking. Patriotism. Nationalism. It's even easier to expose than Christmas. Because America itself is younger than the pagan traditions that most follow and observe, like Easter, like Christmas. Those things are ancient old. And, and like steep, neck deep in idolatry, pagan ways, sacrifices. And here's the thing, right? So is America. So is the United States of America. And it's easier to expose her because she's so young. We don't have to barely go back at all in history to see her founding, to see what happened and what they were doing and why that was all steeped in ancient Babylonian Egyptian principles, ways, beliefs, doctrines, and esoteric ways and plans. To no end, to no end, pagan, easily revealed, easily. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm no historian. I looked into this, like I said, for two years, 12, 13 years ago, but like, this is not hard. This is not complicated to find, but you have to want to find truth. You have to desire truth, which is the same thing that I feel really, I have to be careful I'm not harsh on, is the Hebrew roots people are so hard to expose the pagan idolatrous ways of the wide way church and, and, and most importantly, their unwillingness to let go of their Christian traditions, yet they are equally entirely disinterested in leaving behind their American traditions, their constitution, their liberties, their freedoms. No, you can't have that. No way. Well, that's the same thing about Christmas and Easter, friends. It's the same spirit, the same spirit that does not let majority Christianity let go of Christmas and Easter is what holds everybody else to American patriotism. It's the same identity issue. There is a, a desire, a love, a longing, an identifier that draws us and sucks us into a temporal, natural, man-pleasing spirit. It's evil. It opposes Yahweh because of the mixing. We're going to get to that in the, one, in the episode I already explained. We're going to get to that. Ooh, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be a heavy episode. I'm just telling you, it's going to be very weighty. 
It baffles me to no end, though. Man, I was so stoked. I thought that the Hebrew Roots people would be like, America, are you joking? Man, we're looking for New Jerusalem, man. We are on the we're on the trajectory to go to something that can't be housed here. Are you joking? Right here? No way. This fallen pagan nation, this one, that's what I thought would happen. Boy, I could not have been more wrong. It still surprises me. It's very strange. So yeah, today's Christmas Day when I'm recording this. And I, and I saw today a post, how can anyone walk in truth while they're following and observing lies? Talking about Christmas and Christians who do Christmas. Yeah, I had the same question. <laughs> I read that and I just went, oh, <sighs> that's the issue I'm saying. How can we say we're a people not of this world, sojourners traveling through, And be inhabitants here who love this land, riddled with deception, lies. Top down, I say that all the time. There's no good side, bad side in the government of this nation. There is not. It is one entity bent on establishing a natural kingdom. That you, my friend, if you're in Messiah, were not meant to ever dwell within. We act as though we know truth now. And can I just make this crystal clear? I don't know where we are with this recording. We're okay. We have forgotten. Church, church, be careful. We do not forget what we have been brought out of. If you're a Hebrew roots guy, and you get some sort of delight in bickering with Christians who... who Keep Christmas? I did that for years. Tell them the truth. Can't believe they don't even know that's true. Can't believe it. You know? And I see that same arrogance and pride that, that I used to carry in so many people today. Now in this group of believers. Can't believe Christmas star. Now the Christmas star is not... It's not accurate. It's not real. It's a feel-good thing. We love it. It's perfect. Right now, the stars are aligning. It happens to be right before Christmas. It has nothing to do with it. Yeshua was not born December 25th. He wasn't born in a dirty, stinky, donkey-filled stable. Look up Magdali Dar with the Tower of the Flock where he was with the sacrificial lambs. Many think he was conceived about now. He, he was not born... He was not born today. And that's okay. That doesn't change anything or threaten my Christianity. Oh, no. Jesus wasn't born today. (laughs) Yeah, big deal. He was born. Emmanuel, that happened. Can we talk about that? A brother said that at a gathering the other day. Can we just talk about the awesome fact that there was an Emmanuel reality? That's kind of cool. Can we talk about that? I like that. But we're, we're not enlightened to any truth, to any one of us, myself included, that even in this, if I find any pleasure in saying, look what I know that you don't, brother, I'm going to enlighten you today. We need to just shut our mouths, turn off the lights, turn off the power and go home. It's not right. It's not the heart of the Father. He wants to expose darkness. Why? To bring us into light, man, to set us free. 
So many are, ca- are held captive and don't know it. I want to set people free. I don't want to just condemn people anymore. I don't want to just expose wrong anymore because I know truth. I've not forgotten what I've been brought out of. I shouldn't be free from this nation and all the vices of nationalism and patriotic America. I should be that guy. I should be a Christmas guy. I should be an Easter guy. I'm not. Why? Because I'm so awesome and found all this truth? No, because the Father gives us something of his vantage point of what is true and right in his word. And for sometimes, sometimes, for reasons that only he himself empowers us to say yes to, sometimes we obey. Sometimes we say yes. Sometimes we respond in obedience and actually come out. And it's his work. It's his doing, it's his power, it's his unction, it's all him. We merely respond, or we don't. Good grief. We're not so great because we're the woke church, or we're, we're the Hebrew roots church, and we know people in Israel now. Big deal. Do we know Yahweh Elohim? Because if we know him, we'll get a little bit of truth, a little bit of discernment. And even a little bit goes a long way in this hour. But anything I possess, any truth I possess is a gift from him. And I want to make that very clear. We act as if we know truth. I don't know all truth. I still need to come out. Me, I need to come out and be separate more, more than I am. I know that. We shout at all those people, pagan, 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 idolatrous. You're deceived, you're deceived, you're deceived, you're deceived. You need judgment. Man, I saw that today in, in this thread of, of thought about how, you know, you can't, you can't know truth while you harbor lies and celebrate lies. And like, man, post after post was, yeah, they're going to be judged. Yeah, they're going to get the... Man, if that's the pattern, then we better all get hard hats on because it's coming for all of us because none of us possess absolute truth. <laughs> There's deception in us all, people. We need to remember that. But hey, it's the American spirit. The American spirit says, Red Hat, we're the greatest. We are the best, dang it. <laughs> we are the greatest. Don't you get it? If you, if anybody needs something, it's you and you get it from us. Dependent on China, shoot, man, burn that place. We're not dependent on China. We're not dependent on anybody. We're America, right? I mean, that's the American way. It's the American spirit. I'm just saying. I don't need anything. I'm in America. All right, so we're going to have to go here and bring this to a close because, man, these are taking forever. Okay, we're going to start talking about a big word here. As we talk about being a sojourner instead of inhabiting, continually putting our minds back to the Genesis 23, or excuse me, 26 text of Isaac, moving, 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 contention, strife, fighting, moving, moving, boom, no contention building an altar, Yahweh visits him, confirms him, the king comes back that used to run him off and now says, surely we all see the Lord is now with you. I want to make a covenantal oath with you. All these things start changing. Okay, again, let's keep inserting ourselves into that account for our own good, for our own learning. We're going to start to talk about something that's a word, that's a big word now, cornerstone 
Cornerstone, Cornerstone. We're going to shift some gears and start jamming home the importance of Cornerstone for a great purpose that, man, we're going to get to. And it's, it's, going, to, it's going to sound like a Cornerstone falling from space when it comes. But we need to come out. What of those who love America? Maybe you. I don't know. Maybe you don't like it here. Maybe it's not about whether we like it here or not. Maybe you get the reality that this isn't your home. Maybe you get that. I don't know. But have we, have we thought about the pagan cornerstone of America? Literal and spiritual is what we're going to talk about. Now, many people have deemed like modern-day Christianity pagan. She's idolatrous. She's tolerant of mixing. She's to this, to that. Not just things we don't like, but like biblically, not the body. But, but many who say that easily would never dare to even mention that maybe, maybe America itself is pagan. From the beginning, from the outset, no hope for her, <clears throat> excuse me, no hope for her from the very, very beginning, from her birth. She's young, yet she's very rooted, she's very established on idolatrous foundations. Without any question whatsoever. We're going to talk about that in upcoming episodes. Why? Because we need to be informed. We need to be educated people. And don't just say, hey man, I am an educated person. I've studied this for 50 years. I'm just going to say, is it possible? Because I studied many things. for me. I studied the rapture man for years and years. Why? I wanted to be raptured. Finally got to a point, huh, wonder if this is true. Studied the Bible now. No. Dang. Not true. Called to endure to the end. I'm called to go through trials and tribulations to be walking in the way of the suffering servant, Yeshua Messiah. Not getting raptured. Okay. I want truth. Do we want truth about our national heritage? This is a real question. Do you want truth about that? I'm going to read one uh, text here, and then we're going to move on. We're going to end this part. We have to for time. I realize, man, nobody can sit here and listen to me talk for three hours straight. That's foolishness. My wife can't even do that, and she's awesome. Jeremiah chapter 10. Hear the word Adonai speaks to you, house of Israel. Here is what Adonai says. Don't learn the way of the goyim, the nations. Don't be frightened by astrological signs even if the Goyim nations are afraid of them. For the customs of the peoples are nothing. They cut down a tree in the forest. A craftsman works it with his axe. They deck it with silver and gold. They fix it with hammer and nails so that it won't move. Now, everybody would say this and listen. Hebrew rooters, I'm not saying this because it's Christmas Day. See, that, that might have just pricked your heart and tried to... That may have inadvertently given you, given you a little check in your spirit about your arrogance and pride towards Christmas. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I've heard this verse before. It's a Christmas tree, pagan, goyim, pagans. <laughs> I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the greater context that's applicable not to them and to them and to them, but to all of us. House of Israel, God's people. Hear what, hear what the Father says. Don't learn the ways of the nations. 
Don't be frightened by astrological signs. Don't be frightened by the things that they're frightened by. Don't be moved by all the things that go on down here. The customs of the people are nothing. And, and to me, this latter part, it's talking about they're doing these things to establish something that remains. But it cannot. It will not survive the shaking. Christmas won't survive the shaking, and neither will America. What do they do, the nations? And then we're going to bring today to a close, I promise. What do the nations do? What do the goyim do? What do the people who are the nations outside of the nation of Yahweh Elohim, friends, what do they do? We've already got here inadvertently, I think, in the last part. They dwell. They inhabit. They set up camp here. They build Babylonian kingdoms to exalt themselves higher and higher, to deify themselves, empower themselves, have no need for the Father. Why? Because we have a governmental system that is in place and established to meet every need I have, to cater to me, to establish everything I'll ever need. I'm good. At best, we're mixed. We're idolatrous. And Yahweh... A little bit of patriotism, a little bit of Yahweh, a little bit of American tradition. You know what I'm saying? We are at best, we are we are greatly mixed. We're gonna jump hard and heavy into Cornerstone coming up. We're gonna look at Micah chapter four. We're gonna look at First Corinthians chapter ten, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter twenty-eight. We are going to, man, we're going deep, guys. Can you do it? Would you do it, please? I would beg you if I thought it would work. Would you please consider opening your heart and saying, could these things be true? Thank you for listening. This is, um, this is not easy to do this. I told my wife, we, we need to be ready to have a little buffer here. We, we might lose some people here. Not here, not, not on the program. We might lose some people in our life. People don't want to go here. We might be shunned because of this. This is not an advantageous word for me. This isn't good for me. But if it's true, it's all that matters. If it's true. We want to leave this land. And stop being inhabitants who are meant to sojourn. We want to come out. So we're going to dive into that more. Talk about Cornerstone coming up next. You've been listening to, watching the Path to Zion podcast. We're trying our hardest to rediscover the ancient way. You can find us 24-7 at pathtozion.com. Send us an email, won't you? Reach out to us. Let us know if you agree or not. And then why on both. Path to Zion podcast at gmail.com is the way to do it. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Amen.